Hi guys, before we get started with this week's episode, we just have a little bit of news for you. Oh yes. We do. The news is that we now have a dedicated section on the official Manchester United app just for our podcast. Maisad Garnet, loving it? Yes, loving it. We know what you're thinking. Why should I move my favourite podcast app all the way over to a new app? Well, two reasons. Reason one is that you will get the podcast a whole 24 hours earlier. I think that's a really good reason. That's 24 hours earlier than everywhere else. And you can be first in line to hear every new episode. Yeah, and reason number two is it allows us to bring you so much more than just the episode. So if we talk about goals, you'll be able to see the goals within the app and you'll also see associated articles and something a lot of people have requested. You'll be able to watch more episodes of the podcast all in one place which to me seems sensational Mm -hmm. but if you're not convinced and want to stay where you are that's fine too we'll still bring you our pods right here every week as usual right here right now but also if you're on the app you won't have to sit through us telling you all this every time that's good isn't it yeah because this is going to get repeated if you're listening on something else but not on the app Uh, anyway that's it the official Manchester United app now has a podcast section loads going on in there check it out now on with this episode download the app and Park has got so much space, he's won a four-breaking for United here, but Park can go all the way, and does. 3-0 to Manchester United. And it's Jason Park in space! How about that? What a response from Manchester United! Pull back towards Park, gets slipped, it's Jason Park! Away goal for Manchester United! It's Park on the surge, and Park to win it for Manchester United! Hello and welcome to another episode of the United Podcast. I'm Sam Homewood and with me are... Helen Evans. And... And me, Maisie. Hey, that was nice. Hey. Uh, you join us in London. We have made our way here. Uh, it is raining outside and we are sat in a lovely sort of old cottage. Would you describe it as that? That seems fair, doesn't it? For sale. Uh, yep, yeah, it is for sale if you're interested. And it is directly across the road from Hampton Court Palace. And we are waiting. Very impressive, that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? to have a little walk around. But it's raining quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, badly raining. Yeah. And we are waiting for Ji Sung Park. I can't wait for this one. No, me neither. So many people have said, you need to talk to Ji. You need to talk to Ji. And also, I think one thing that I probably didn't appreciate until... I started meeting people associated to the club more. I mean, Helen, you'll know, and, and Maisie, I, I guess, because you've been involved a lot longer than I have. He is so famous in Asia, isn't he? Mm. Superstar. Yeah, like like bigger yeah. than David remember, Beckham in Europe, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, like, people talking about when they went on tour, I think. I don't, I don't know which year it was, but I think it was just absolutely crazy, the people for him. Mayhem. Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Nice. You said that really nicely, very sweet. Mayhem. <laughs> Oh, it's because I am. <laughs> yeah, okay. But very well loved in Korea, but mm-hmm. equally loved by Manchester United fans. Absolutely. Adored. Like, Adored, guy. Yeah. yeah. Even got mentioned in Perlow's autobiography, the, the man marking job he did. It's just he endless, could do wasn't a job, he? by the way. Yeah. He was a player. Do you think he's someone, Maisie, whose ability gets overlooked because people think about his work rate? Uh, yeah, but I think the ethics of Manchester United is all about hard work, first mm-hmm. and foremost, and... He epitomises that, the way he played. I think I think with the United faithful, if you work 100% every single game, every single game, whether you're having a good game, a bad game, then you get appreciated. Mm-hmm. And uh, G, alongside not just doing that, but also he's a top footballer as well. He could score some very important goals. and Just um, a nice footballer to watch, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And he would be one of those players where... The lads would say, G's got to play. G's got to play. Mm-hmm. Great player. Also, like Helen, you said, he's a nice touch. But also, he's, he always looked like a footballer who was enjoying his football. Mm-hmm. Always playing with a smile on his face. Yeah. 
Nice watching players. Well, who like, would? Who wouldn't? I should say. Playing yeah, Man United. I don't remember Roy Keane smiling that much. Do You're you? only saying all this because we haven't had Keeney on the podcast. Yeah, no, say it to <laughs> yeah, his face. Say it to his face. We'll get, it's, and, like, and, and watch your backside fall I out. didn't play with him for many because years. Because he would. Like you did. I've not bumped into him on trains and dog walks, Helen. Get him on it and I'll tell him that he didn't look like he was playing with a smile on his face. I don't mind. I'm happy to do it. But get him on. I'm not taking this the responsibility. This would be totally the opposite if he was stood there now. No, it wouldn't. You would absolutely be pooping yourself. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Let's not talk about Roy Kane. Yeah. Jason Park. Should we get him on? Let's get him on. In fact... He's walking across the road. Let's go, guys. Jason Park, welcome to United Podcast. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I just, uh, in the summer, I spent in the time in Korea and then I just came back because of the kids' school. So I'm uh, relaxed now, so mm-hmm. enjoying to watch football. So you're pretty settled here in London for the moment, no plans to do anything different? Yeah, I just work for the one of the club in Korea, football mm-hmm. club. And then I just regularly visit four times a year over there and then to have a meeting and then uh, kind of a similar role as a technical director, but mm-hmm. uh, I just advise uh, every part of the club. And how's your knee? Do you ever get to get involved in much sport or anything now? Or have you completely had to stop? Uh, completely I had to stop because of my doctor suggests that you don't need, uh, you can't play any more football. So mm-hmm. that's shame. Then, yeah, I just uh, doing some cycling mm-hmm. instead of uh, doing football. So because of the knee, knee so mm-hmm. uh, apart from that, it's not really doing any sports. Amazing. As as someone who obviously is also a performer, professional footballer, who still plays the odd game, how, can you imagine being told you just couldn't play anymore? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, I, I I've stopped playing because of my back. I just. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I play golf now, but obviously we all know that I play golf. But um, no, it's, I mean, geez, had a, an unbelievable, successful career. I think it'd be so much harder to take had he been so much younger. How old are you now, G? 40. 40. So, wow. So you had a great career then. Yeah, I had a, I had a great career, but it's a bit probably early to retire, 33. So for the national team, it's 31. So it's quite early to yeah. retire, but. Yeah, generally, I'm happy with my career, all of them, which is I didn't expect to that. So was it a tough, tough time to retire? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because because yeah, that time I'm still young. I think I can yeah. play maybe three, four years more. But yeah, but that time my knee is too painful, and then I really love playing football, but I can't carry on with that pain. So yeah. and then. Yeah, it's time to stop. So, and then did you have anything planned? I know you do what you do now with that that team back in Korea. Did would, would you want to get into coaching or anything like that, or manager or? No, actually, I, I prefer for that. The what, what should I do after retirement? Yeah, and then uh, I don't want to be a coach, which is uh, too stressful. <laughs> and then I had a, a good managers like Sir Alex Ferguson mm-hmm. and Gus Hiddink, which they have it common things which I don't have it. So then probably I need to find another way to yeah. contribute to the football, particularly in Korea or in Asia. So because of that, I have a lot of experience abroad, mm-hmm. which probably helps for the, for the, for the Korea. So that's why. And then I 
met the people and then they advised me probably you can do the kind of ad- administrations thing so that's why I just uh, did a study okay. so I did a FIFA master course which is a not only football but the general sports environment management so it takes probably one year but I had a really enjoyed and then knows a lot of theory what's behind the happenings yeah yeah Interesting that you say the managers that you played for, you didn't have what they have. What, what is that that you're talking about? Uh, probably the communication. And then, uh, you know, uh, it's more than 20, probably 25 or 30 players. You have to manage it at the first team. And then some of the players probably not happy because not they play not regularly. Mm-hmm. So, but you have to manage all of the things. And then sometimes you have to, pretend to you angry even though he's there not f- anything wrong but mm-hmm. you have to change their mind and then give them a motivate to to doing something but i can't do that i mean i can't <laughs> be aggressive to the people who never had any anything bad so so that's why i can't, I can't be that kind of a good mm-hmm. manager yeah i can be a probably assistant coach mm-hmm. which is more calm down yeah. and then to support the coach and then probably between the players and the manager to deal with something else. But so that's why I have to think uh, the other things and also probably the management side also the compared to Europe and Asia is a quite big gap. So that's the one reason I just doing mm-hmm. the study. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you ever get the hairdryer? Uh, not, not really. I can't no, imagine that really. <laughs> Just I follow what he says. Yeah. So. <laughs> Did you see the air dryer? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. yeah. But probably my time, the like Geeks or Scotia said, is it's a bit less than yeah, before. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can't imagine when he was really doing that. So it was usually directly. Okay. Shall we go back to the very beginning? What was life like for you growing up in Korea? Uh, yeah, my, my dad loves sports. So, <laughs> and then actually in Korea, there's probably two big sports is football and baseball. So I just follow my dad to watching the games. And then, and then probably that time I like more baseball than football. <laughs> so yeah. And then I just try to join the, one of the baseball team at school but I rejected it because I'm too young so <laughs> that time probably nine years mm-hmm. old eight or nine years old but they said probably come 11, 10 or 11 so and then during that time just we, we moved the house and I have to move the school as well yeah. so but that new school doesn't have any sports but a couple of later a couple of months later they have a new football team so that's why I just joined that football team and then yeah I just started journey my football life so what age was that then that was quite late on really yeah it's uh 10 years old it's quite old you know for some usually people say oh I played football from four or five but yeah in Europe probably that time yes yeah. but in Korea that time generally they start 10 or 11 so but these days they start four or five yeah, yeah. but uh, that time is uh, quite late mm-hmm could you imagine if your school hadn't started football? Yeah, where would no. you be now? Obviously, you won't be here. Playing baseball. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Would you have took up baseball? 
as a sport, or would you just think that's not me? Uh, yeah, probably I took a sports. Yeah, yeah, probably baseball or whatever. Just uh, probably I take the sports. Did you watch football in the family home? You said your dad was into sport. What what teams did he watch? Yeah, that time we really can't see the European football, just mm-hmm. only domestic football. Yeah. And then, yeah, that time we just watching baseball or football team. Mm-hmm. My father loves one baseball team, which is the his original town, but not particular football team that time. Yeah. Okay. Did he play football, your father? Uh, not really. So maybe he played football at, at his uh, his workplace. Mm-hmm. With his friends, but not regularly he played. Mm-hmm. So, but he's just drinking and watching games <laughs> he likes. So. Did you have any brothers and sisters? No, I'm the only one child. So, in my family. Well, I was thinking, because so I grew up with loads of brothers. So, if I wanted to play football, it was really easy. But so for you, I suppose, before the school picked up sports, what did you do? How did you get that, that exercise? Or you just didn't play at all? I didn't play at all. Wow. It's just nothing at all. Just That's to, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. When, I, when they build a football team, then mm-hmm. I just join it. And then I start to learn the football from that time. Were you good at the beginning, do you think? I'm not sure, but uh, not bad at yeah. time. Probably average or more, something like that. But I'm too skinny and small mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. time. But yeah, but, but I enjoy playing football. So, mm-hmm. Did you like school? Uh, yeah, because of the football team. <laughs> <laughs> and actually that time, there's just, after the one year, probably I don't know why, but that environment is quite a new town, built a new town. And then the pattern doesn't like the kids playing football. They want to students, they uh, Study. more study. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then actually after the one year, they just lead of the football team and then actually the football coach bring five actually f- he he tried to bring five players from that school to another school where he moved and then that's uh, one of the me in enjoying that five so actually four is uh, went to uh, move to another school uh, one is rejected to you for that but i just only one who's the that age is the other three is older than me so but that's a good sign for me to keep continuing to play football mm-hmm. how far away was the school from where you originally were uh in the same town or it's a different town so, so you moved your family moved no my, no my family stays and then i have to took a bus right okay for half an hour mm-hmm. uh, but probably the other previous school just work so you left school just to go and play football? Yeah. And your parents just said, yeah, no problem? Yeah, that time. Or did you argue the case? or Before we argued, Yeah. which is my father doesn't like it because I'm quite coming quite late. Yeah. Because after school, I have training yeah, and yeah. every day late. So he doesn't like, but actually he want me to stop playing football. But I just said, that, no, I don't want to <laughs> keep doing my football. And then my father just promised me that if you won't give up, I will let you play football. And they said, I, will, I won't give up my football. So please, please keep, keep me doing football, play football. So that's the deal. And then I just did it. 
So what was the age then that you finished school and it was just football for you? What What, what is the setup in Korea? Oh, actually, until university, I have to study. Okay. So my first professional club is in Japan, which my age was 19 years old. So until then, I studied with uh, the other uh, normal student as well. So while playing football, while playing yeah, football, yeah, yeah, that's incredible. That's that's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> that's so good. Oh my god, arguing your parents that you want to go and play football, and to see where you ended up at Manchester United and the career you had, had you not took those, or had you not even argued with your parents that you wanted to play football uh, that time? Yeah, yeah. Even my granddad doesn't want me to play football because many people said if you're playing some sports, probably you're going to be a tough time, strong, and you can't study. If you stop uh, during that time, you can't go to the university. Some of the bad things they hear and then uh, they push me to stop, but but I love it. Just Mm. uh, I have to reject that offer and then keep continue play. So that's the one thing I did that I just, I didn't need, I didn't need, I just, uh, I, I just said, I don't want to do it if you let me play football. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the, yeah, when I was young, I did it. So, you went on so, a hunger strike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. I demonstrate. So, and yeah, ended up, my father gave up that and then just, deal with me that after how many days did he let you I'm not sure I, I don't remember <laughs> probably not not no, no. <laughs> a few hours maybe maybe one day or just so then yeah it happened and then yes I'm really happy that that my decision and then yeah, I think we all are yeah, yeah. So how did that move to Japan come about were you excited about going to Japan or were you a bit nervous how did your dad feel uh, actually my dad is happy because Mm -hmm. of the I can earn the money yeah (laughs) and for myself I really want to go abroad Mm -hmm. because that time I joined the under 23 national team player and then I played I had a training camp in Holland and then I play against PSV or whatever that the professional teams not the first team but the but I'm quite surprised the level of the f- football. And then uh, I'm quite wondering why the all of the world, the best player joined the European football. And then that time I just set my goal. I really want to come to Europe to play football, to know why every player, every good player come to Europe and play over there. And then, yeah, so and then when Japan offered me to join it and then yeah I really want to go because I've been playing Korea for yeah 18 probably 10 years more than 10 years 10 15 years there and then I know what's the Korean football and then what what's the play of the style but I want to see the different countries football style and to learn something different one so that's that's why I'm really happy to join it and then nothing, think about anything else. What did your mum say? Mum said- Is she just, happy to go, for you to go? Yeah, I think- Or did she, she listen to your dad? Yeah, yeah, she listened to dad and then I really want to go and then doesn't say anything, just go 
go and no do tears. it. Pardon? No tears? No, no. No? <laughs> Get out. No, no, because I've been away from my home since 11 years old. Yeah. Because that time, even when, when I, as I said, I moved to school when I was young, and that school, after a few months later, they have a accommodation for the football. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. You never yes. mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> you never mentioned it. We go around in circles there, G. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, you, a, so you went to that school. Yeah. So and you left your original school to go to that school, and then you stayed in accommodation. Yeah, because they, they have a football team, and my coach was there, and then actually the coach was sacked a few months later, yeah. and then new coaches came in, and then actually new coach wants to have a accommodation over there. So they have accommodation, everyone together, live there, and then study there, play there. So, And then I can go home probably once a week. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Just so weekend, one night. When did, when did you have your matches? Uh, there's, there's no league matches. No? No? no. no. <laughs> against others, against there, no other schools? There's a tournament right. through the whole year. Yeah. So I just joined that tournament, and then we can play the match against other school all oh, right okay so you said a moment ago that you played against the team from psv like i guess a youth level age and you said you wanted to, your your ambition became to go to europe and to find out why all the good players go to europe and obviously we're sat here now and you've had your career so we know that you you made a success of it and you went to europe did you get the answer did you find out why people go to europe i think it's quite simple i mean uh and they have a history, mm-hmm. and they're they're good organized organized because of the not only domestic league. Mm-hmm. There's also Champions League, UEFA Cup. So they really system wise is good, and then uh, it's very competitive. Mm-hmm. And then actually, good players coming there, and then the other good players wants to come in there as well, to to show their quality, and then to to express themselves, who's the best. So, yeah, that's the reason I think every player wants to come to Europe and then I, I really happy to join it and happy to competitive. And then, yeah, and then it won't change anywhere in forever, I think, because it's already settled and then everything is uh, work here. So you were in Japan for a couple of years and things went pretty well. And did you start, and is it that point you started playing for the national team? Uh, yeah. So what was that like to make your first appearance for your country? It was, I mean, when I was young, I've been dreaming playing for the national team. So that time I don't have any football club. I don't really focus on a professional club, just only focus on the World Cup and for the national team. That's the only, mm. my goal. And then actually it happened to me when I was 19 years old, that time, really, I couldn't express, I mean, verbally, because that that was the only one I really dreaming about it, and it happened, and then around me is uh, what I see on the TV, every player. So really, really proud of it, and then actually first game, I don't know what I did it, I totally blanked my head and then I'm so nervous at the dressing room. Everyone just kidding me because of the, my face is just <laughs> pale. And, uh, so, yeah, I just remember that 
how much I just have a nervous that matches. But I'm really proud of being being there and then then play first match for the national team. And then was your manager then Gus Hiddink? No, that time is uh, the Korean manager. Mm-hmm. Actually, the manager was he charged national team and then the under twenty three mm-hmm. both. So I was joined first under twenty three. So the is the same manager. So yeah. just he brought me to the national team. So. Perfect. And then did so this might be wrong. Did Gus Hiddink become the manager of Korea? That was after PSV, is that right? No, no, uh, be- before the PSV. So, because was he the ma- was he your manager for Korea? Yeah, and then he went to PSV, and then he said, "Will you come to PSV with me?" Yeah, is that yeah. what happened? Yeah. So, how 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 was that for you to finally, I guess, realize that you can go to Europe? Yeah, I'm I'm really happy. Actually, that time probably I'm really s- settled down the perfectly for the uh, Japanese club. Mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable. Everything set up. And then actually I have to challenge, new challenges yeah. for that. Totally different environment. So, but I'm really happy because in Europe, I, I've never been there. And then I'm really wondering why players go there and play and then why their quality is so high. And then, yeah, the manager knows me because he's, he teaches me, he charged me the, uh, through the whole world tournament when he charged the national team. So that's a good benefit for me because I don't know how I adapt to European football, but the manager knows me. That's the really benefit for me to to join it. So I, I have no doubt about it. Did you find it difficult settling into a new culture? I know you went with a teammate, but did you speak any English, for example, then? No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Even. quite... Yeah, it was quite tough. I mean, uh, even they, that time, even Dutch players speak English quite yeah. well, but yeah. still, that time is all the sessions or everything, they speak Dutch. Dutch. So I have to learn the Dutch as well. So it was very tough. But that time, another Korean player joined it mm-hmm. just three days after me. So that we can spend together. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful, but... But my first season is so difficult because of my injury and new environment, languages, everything just mixed up. So it was a very hard time, probably the hardest time in my life. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever think of giving up? Uh, Going back home? Did you miss home? I, I, I don't really miss home. I just angry at me, myself, because I know I shouldn't have done better than this. And then uh, in what way? Uh, because my knee, I had an operation over there. Is this the meniscus that you had to get taken out? Is that that stage? Yeah, yeah. So it's the first operation in my mm-hmm. career, and then yeah, and then it's new environment, and then I just kind of that mixed everything. So and then uh, the fans boo me, actually home fans boo me. That is totally wow. everything is together then. Actually, my mental is uh, mm-hmm. probably collapsed that time. So, and then even I scared the ball, just football. Yeah. yeah, really scared that. So, really, I mean, tough time because I don't really doesn't want to go to training ground because I don't want to play football. Mm-hmm. Really hard time because. How the, did you become? How did you get over it? Yeah, and then middle of the season, you know, 
in Dutch league they don't have a the, like they don't have like a UK just mm-hmm. uh, they have a break time in yeah. in the winter break so that time we went to the Turkey for the training camp and then actually we had a meeting with the Gussie Dink and technical director me three three of them is just had a meeting about my situation and then actually Gussie Dink said that you've got offer from Japan actually three teams of but if you want to go you can go but I don't let you go there so then I said I answered yeah I want to stay here mm-hmm. I want to just keep doing it my best because I know this time this performance is not me I know my ability and uh, if I fully showed my ability then if they It'd be okay yeah if they keep booing me then I come back but I just try to to do everything over there because before me probably not many Korean or Asian players come to Europe and play and not mm-hmm. really successful but if I go back to Japan or Korea in that time probably European football or people think Asian players not good enough mm. to come to Europe but I need to I need to prove that the Asian player can play in Europe and so that's why I just uh, rejected and then just keep staying there did you feel like Gus had had a great um you feel like he had belief in you then yeah definitely yeah I I, I can feel it when he said it and mm-hmm. then also he knows me through the national team so if before your operation yeah, and issues yeah yeah so he, so that's why he said that so I understand and I believe him as well so that's why I stay there mm-hmm. yeah. you said earlier um that your you said like your mentality just sort of collapsed and that must have been as well you said it was the like the worst time how did you manage to to overcome that because you talked about how you didn't want to be you didn't want people to think that a Korean player couldn't make it in Europe but I guess you were you were blazing the trail you were you're like the one of the first people to do it whereas for young Koreans now they can look and they can go well G did it and Sun is doing it now and and so they they can look at people when they feel down and go they did it I can do it how hard is it to be the person doing it first because eventually you were the first uh, Korean to win the Champions League, the first to play in a Champions League final and and you did all these firsts. But you also had that moment where you where I guess you said well you said you felt that mentally I guess broken. Yeah. Probably there's two examples that I can still fighting because of the Bungun-cha which is a long time ago mm-hmm. who is a very successful player in Germany. And then the other one is a uh, young Pyori who just joined with me in the PSV. Yeah. But that time he just played very well. So that's the two things that I can still have a opportunity to survive here. So that's why that probably that every single day I just focus on the what I've done well. Mm-hmm. Not the bad things. I just even five meter passes straight passes very easy one still i can happy that i can make it well done and then just keep doing that kind mm. of things to get back my confidence yeah 
I'm sure a lot of Manchester United fans will be very shocked that at one stage you were scared of the ball coming towards <laughs> you. It's not something that we ever uh, think of you as. But after you got over the injury with your knee at 2003-2004 uh, and that year following, started to become good for you there. Tell us about those couple of years. Yeah, actually, I joined the 2002 uh, in January, uh, 2003 in January, and then through that whole year, it was terrible. But it changed probably the UEFA Cup against Perugia away matches I started, and then uh, that matches, I think, I fully back to my normal performance. Mm-hmm. Then I really get confident from that matches and then after that yeah just nothing worried about anything just did you feel the fans change after uh, because before that the gussie didn't just play me away game match only right because of the home fans is booing a lot so oh. <laughs> wow. that's why that that's the away match against yeah, yeah. as well so and then after a couple of matches later no one boo me and then actually a couple of months, maybe two, three months later. Start cheering. Start cheering and then actually they got sing for me as well. So that's really completely changed only two, three months. Yeah. Good song? Yeah. Good yeah. song. Yeah. What was it? Is it just only through the whole my names? Oh, right, okay. It's just keep continuing yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's that's a cool. Good song. Yeah. Love that. Uh, while we're on songs... I know you'd quite like to talk about the song that Manchester United fans had for you. Um, obviously, that came about in 2005. And I wonder, maybe it wouldn't be a song that people would come up with today because people view things differently, specifically the reference to eating dog meat. How did that make you feel when you were a player? And how does that make you feel now you've had, I guess, time to reflect because you've retired, but it is still being sung? I think, yeah, if I'm being honest, that, you know, is. I should uh, probably speak out more loud this time mm-hmm. because in that time, it, yeah, 15 years ago, and then it's, everything changed from Holland to England. I have to adapt, start from zero because I really knows what the changing environment means when I joined the uh, PSV. So when I heard that song that time, I feel like I'm very proud first because of they made a, they create a song for me. That's a really good one as a player, very proud of to have it. And then as I heard that the about the lyric referring to eating dog meat, which is very uncomfortable for me to that. Is it allowed? I mean, is it okay? It's... It's kind of that feeling I have to adapt that time because I was young and I don't know the the culture of here. So probably it's one of the things I have to accept because I never thought that fans may create a song with bad meanings. Mm-hmm. They always make a song for cheer up, to give some energy to the players proud of the player that that's my uh, my thought so that's why i, I just accept it mm-hmm. as a player and then i'm really have a 
proud of being there as well. But as you know, the time has changed, and then it's fifteen years later, and then probably last summer, recently, one of the Korean player who had uh, joined the Ulbus mm-hmm. play against United, and that time the United fans uh, sang my song. So I feel that time I need to do something because that word that probably the player discomfort with that. Same as me, I did when I was fifteen years old. But now it's time has changed, and then everything has changed. So even in Korea, uh, changed a lot. It's kind of the stereotyped. There's not any more surviving Korea as well. You know, it is true that the historical historically, we've been eating the uh, uh, eating uh, dog meat, but these days, particularly young generation, they really hate it mm-hmm. to eating dogs. And then they never thought about to have a restaurant, but it was there before. But these days you really can't find it. So it's totally the culture is changing. So I'm really sorry for him to hear that. I know the United fan doesn't mean any offense to him for that song, but still. I have to believe, and I, ha- I think I have to educate for the fans that stop that s- word, which is uh, these days usually uh, the people who uh, racial insult to the Korean people. But that's not true. I mean, in these days in Korea, there are lots of different good things. I'm very proud of in Korea also. As you know, many BTS is a Korean singer, and also the song is doing very well as a player. Also, some of the drama on the Netflix is a very popular across the whole world. High technology. These is good things we have it, but I really, you know, request the fans to stop that, you know, seeing that word because it's not anymore. To cheer up someone, it's uh, yeah. probably more uh, be discomfort for the uh, when they heard that song. So your message to the fans, I suppose, would be that from you, you know that maybe they don't use it to cause offence, but you'd rather that it wasn't used uh, that word particularly. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that yeah, that particular. I mean. It's been seven years I retired from the football pitch, but as I heard that you know the fan chant, I, I felt I still be on the pitch. Mm-hmm. So I'm very proud of that. Yeah. How they create that song, but you know that particular word mm-hmm. is is really discomfort for the mm-hmm. particularly Korean people, okay. and then I really. Feel very sorry for the younger player who joined in Europe or whatever, mm-hmm. and then heard that kind of song. They didn't imagine 
why they put that word, and mm-hmm. then so because they don't know the, about the culture that culture because that generation is totally different compared to me. Mm-hmm. So I think it's now it's time to to stop that word. Mm-hmm. I feel like f- from for you probably it's it's. It's, I guess slightly difficult because you don't want to say to people who are singing about you, like, don't, because it's nice that people have come up with a song and stuff, but actually, save me, removed from it, because it's nothing to do with me, it's really straightforward, isn't it? Just don't sing stereotypes. It's, it's really, really easy. People don't need to sing it, do they? There's no need. And in fact, the song you had at PSV is much better. <laughs> so use that one. Yeah, probably, yeah, the Korean people, probably they love that song more because yeah. of that word yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah so um you know it's really feel kind of uncomfortable to say the puns they made the songs and then player rejected after 15 years ago later so but you know it, it, it it's different time and then still i should say but that time is different mm-hmm. so yeah. i couldn't do it and but this is the right time to do. So, I feel like this is a good time to tell us what you're most proud of, of your country. You know, Korea is a very fast-moving, high-tech country, as lots of people know. Tell us what you're most uh, proud about. Yeah, as you mentioned, these days, it's, uh, the, the Korea is very popular with the high-tech technology as well. Also, these days, the culture, they sell lots of dramas and then even the actress, also kind of a singer like BTS, all all of the world they know him. The song, even their Korean lyric song, also they're quite popular across the world. So uh, that means there's a lots of different joyful things uh, knows about Korea. So, but I just don't want people mm-hmm. stereotyped with that in a word. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you what it's like for you to go back to Korea now? Because I know when you've been on tours with Manchester United, the people go absolutely crazy for you. Is it still like that for you to go home? Uh, not same you as before. You don't want to say <laughs> <laughs> Not as same as before. And also soon doing very well. So yeah, it's a bit less than before, but still many people recognize yeah. me. And then uh, many people thought about being, I played for Man United that period of time. They still mention it when I meet people. So it's really great to say, still remember it, everything. And I'm really proud of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard um, a few stories from when we've done other podcasts and we've spoken to uh, some of your teammates or even other people that worked in the Manchester United media departments who would have been on those tours with you. And people were always shocked by your fame and and how everybody knew you. <laughs> uh, but one thing we hear generally is that fame changes people, but you seem so humble and down to earth. Ha- have you enjoyed that level of fame? Have you found it difficult or was it just, just fine? I think it's difficult, mm-hmm. personally. So, but it's good things that I'm away from that. Mm-hmm. I lived here, I played here, so... I feel that only when I visit Korea and uh, it's very small amount of time through the whole year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why I can handle it. If I live in Korea and then with that fame, probably 
is really difficult. Yeah. yeah. Do you get um, recognized in London? Some people, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Korean people, yeah, definitely. And United some fans. Of the, yeah, United fans, some Asian fans as well, yeah. Well, it seems like a good time to talk about your move to Manchester United. Uh, when did you first hear about that? Probably towards the end of the season and uh, from my agent. But I said, maybe it's not true. <laughs> 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 but before, I've got some of the offer as well, some of the Premier League club as well. But Which ones? Uh, what was that? Uh, probably Everton, I think, yeah. So they're quite interesting through the whole season. and But ended up, yeah, towards the season, actually Man United interested me. Then I said, is it true? Are you sure? <laughs> was you When you was in Holland, did you actually watch the Premier League? Uh, not really. No? Not really. Just, uh, but I know the how f- popular the some of the club mm-hmm. in England. So, and then because of the uh, Banisteles from PSV yeah. to join the, uh, Man United, also previous season, Adrian Loven and Kesman joined the Chelsea. So uh, that's why I know the some of the club mm-hmm. in, in in Premier League. Yeah. So your agent phoned to tell you that there was interest, and what happened after that? Yeah. Uh, Actually, the last match through the season, I mean, the probably a pickup final. After that, I get on the car and then my agent said, Salary Ferguson waiting your call. So, what? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure then? I can't even speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And you can't speak Dutch, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, actually. On the car, they call him and then they pass me the phone and then I speak. Did you understand him? Little bit. <laughs> <laughs> He's, she spoke very slowly. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just can understand a few words and then what's the mean that. So what did he say? He's, he said that, you know, he, he want me to join the Man United. And then you will be successful because as a Bannis, they join from PSV and then what he's doing, as you see. And then, yeah, that kind of things he speak. And, but I just can't believe that I just spoke with Sir Alex Ferguson and then he want me to come. So, yeah, then there's no choice. But one thing I have to uh, f- finalize with our manager, uh, the guy he think, because as you know, he's he selected the world national team 2002 World Cup. Me, and then he brought me to the Europe. Mm. So I need his confirm. So, so I spoke with him, and then he asked me, "You really want to go? If agent wants you to go, I don't want to let you go. But if you really want to go by yourself." I will let you go. So then I answered, yeah, I want to challenge myself over there. So he, yeah, after that, he just let me go. And then, yeah, I just came to United. Did you at all ring back home to tell your parents that you were joining Manchester United? Yeah, that time, yeah, I just... And what was their reaction? 
they don't know really what, how big is Man United. <laughs> 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 but they said they just go to the more bigger club. Yeah. And then bigger league. So, and then bigger money. Mm-hmm. So they're all happy if you want to go. As a, previously, I, when I moved, always they support me. So mm-hmm. it's the same. So they just support me to, to go there. So. How often did they come over to watch you? My parents? Yeah. Uh, f- quite, quite a lot. I mean, What was the first time for them to see you play at Old Trafford? I don't remember that. No? <laughs> I th- Could I- you imagine their reaction? Walking into Old Trafford with 76,000 fans? What would their reaction be? Uh, probably they couldn't believe that. Yeah. Their son is here. <laughs> Yeah, that must be immensely proud of you as well. Yeah, because my probably my dad regret what he said when I was young to stop playing football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but both both are very very happy with that, yeah. and then really proud of that. And yeah, they really didn't express in front of me. No. Yeah, but deep pro- down, yeah, they yeah they express themselves, their friends or their families, or but not not in front of me. But I'm really happy f- to see their f- happy face yeah what was it like on your first day at Manchester United going into the changing room meeting the players that you played with who were legends of the club yeah uh, quite surprised uh, yeah I just arrived at Carrington and then opened the door and there's players who I saw on TV and then some of the players I played against so it's quite, I can't believe that I'm being here. I mean, actually I'm here. Actually I can train with them. I can, actually I can play with the match mm-hmm. with them. These kind of things make me so kind of unreal at the first. But every time passed, I realized that I have to compete with them. Mm-hmm. I have to survive here. Yeah. I have to challenge myself. So it's quite stressful at first. You know, at first I'm very happy. Oh, I'm here. But certainly I can see the burden of pressure on my shoulders. Mm. I I have, you know, I came here not just watching it. Mm-hmm. I just came here to play, survive, to success. So yeah, then after that I have to, focus on everything on the training pits on the mats what I can do I have to do 100% everything otherwise I can't survive here mm-hmm. so yeah after that I, I feel that pressure who are the players you connected with in the squad at the first uh, Bandasar and Bannisteri mm-hmm. because I came from uh, yeah. Dutch league Yeah. so actually Bannisteri came from PSV so they're both had a, even Bandesa at the same time that he joined United, but he had the experience in Premier League as yeah. well. So both of them is quite helpful to adapt the everything club. Did you find the training different? From uh from Pierce. Yeah, it's quite yeah. yeah, it's quite different because I mean sometimes they have a twice training session mm-hmm. in Dutch, but here's probably during the season only once because too many matches yeah. uh, so 
that kind of things is slightly different. The level in, in intensity and stuff the same or no? Yeah, if, if the first matches, then I said, "Wow, I have to survive here," <laughs> because even that big a difference. Yeah, yeah, I mean the tempo is intensity is mm-hmm. so different, uh, but as you know, I'm I'm quite hard work. Yeah, and then uh, still I can see that wow, I what is this? It's so intensity then how i can how you gonna cope yeah cope with that <laughs> and then yeah i get used to it yeah. through the time yeah but it takes time but at the first match it's quite surprised me to to the tempo and intensity i think to say as you know i hard I, you know that you, you work hard seems a bit of an understatement for a player that had the nickname three lung park <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of that nickname oh i think yeah i Sometimes I feel even when we do the high intensity training, probably some of the players work rates more than me. Mm-hmm. But as on the match, they put their name, nickname on me probably is different on the matches. So I'm very happy with that because I'm the, I have the strengths mm-hmm. compared to the others, which I can be survive here. So that's a good sign for me to have that kind of nickname. And then I have to show that on the pitch. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm really enjoying that nickname and also the, my playing style. Tell us about your debut. Yeah, I think it's a qualification of the Champions League at Old Trafford. Um, Was you nervous walking uh, out or before the game or? Not, not really. So no. yeah, it's... Not, not really. I just, uh, just can't wait it to to play yeah. on the pitch. So, actually, first time I went to the Old Trafford, I saw the outside of the stadium. I said, I I thought, is that all? I mean, I think <laughs> it's a bigger than I expected, but it looks like smaller than I expected. <laughs> then I into the stadium, then I realized that wow, yes. This is a big, <laughs> this is a big stadium. So actually then I can't imagine how atmosphere when full of the audience is mm-hmm. here, then I can't, I can't wait that uh, moment. So actually it happened when they have a Champions League qualification and then I substitute on second half. And then I really excited. Uh, a couple of I missed some uh, mistake, but uh, generally it was okay at the first matches, yeah. And you got your first goal in April? Yeah. What did that feel like? It's a long wait. (laughs) (laughs) You had one before, didn't you? But it eventually was, I think in February, but it got credited as an own goal. Yeah. Rather than yours. Was that frustrating? A little bit. Yeah. But I just chip in, but but ended up, it it didn't allow my goal, but actually... I'm happy that because uh, my first goal is against Arsenal, so which is better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at that time, yeah, a bit disappointed. But uh, yeah. but anyway, I will score goals, so so I have to be patient. Mm-hmm. But it's quite long. But ended up it happened, so I'm really happy with that. I can I had some pressure on it, but yeah. 
I have to deal with that. So, Did you feel like you settled quite quickly with your teammates and the manager? Yeah, I think so. It's much better than uh, when I joined the PSV. Mm-hmm. Probably that hard time makes me more uh, easier to adapt to the new mm-hmm. things. And then probably because of the uh, in European countries, so it's not totally different yeah. continental. Yeah. So that's the one reason. So, yeah, it's quite smoothly adapted it, the club culture and then uh, football culture around the, the life culture as well. It's quite quite early to adapt it. And then some of the players helped a lot. And then I make a good friend with Patricia Evra who joined uh, later, six months later. But yeah, and then yeah, you had a good atmosphere and then yeah, every player has knows what have they have to do. And then uh, gigs, schools, they all knows about the club cultures. They will influence the who joined the, the club new, recently. So these kind of mixed the players who joined recently. They easily adapt everything. Mm-hmm. What was the the draw between you and Patrice? Because you had a great friendship. Um, was did he? cling on to you when he came along? Did you cling on to him? How did the friendship begin? At the beginning, probably not really that close mm-hmm. because when he joined, he, he actually speaks French. He can speak several different languages, but not Korean. <laughs> 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 so that time he's more probably get on with the French players, Luisa, Mikhail Sibestre. So, And then we are very close houses at that time. And then suddenly, I don't know what, what they do. Suddenly we have get on one time and then we just play video games. And then start from that, we certainly we get close, bumped in each other and then spend a lot of time together. So then that begins our relation, start there. And then, yeah. And then through the whole time, his house and my house is not far away. Sometimes just next door. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a really good time to spend with it. And then also later on, Galito is came in and then uh, three of them is always together. Mm-hmm. It's strange, different continent, uh, yeah. different languages. But yeah, it shows, I think, the atmosphere at the club, how we are all get on together. And then it's a good atmosphere at that time. So... Yeah, still, I can keep contact with Patrice Ebra. Mm-hmm. He just sometimes come to Korea, and then he just show up the one of the Korean program with me as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he enjoyed much in Korea. Were you quite a quiet personality in the dressing room? Because I, I imagine Patrice wasn't so quiet. Uh, were you? Yeah, I'm the probably quiet player. Probably me, Scorsi, or Antonio Valencia. Scorsi quiet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when he's a- angry, but no, but generally, yeah, he's he's quiet. So, yeah, we all three of them quiet. So, mm-hmm. but Patrice is just the other. He's outgoing. He speak a lot, and he makes. Who were the other players in the dressing room? You said Patrice, Gigsy, too loud. Or? Yeah, yeah. Gix is uh, compared to Gary Neville, mm, not really. No. Yeah, he he's he makes sense to. Humor, so he's, yeah. he makes some jokes, great. But generally, I think Leo and Gary, Waza, Waza, sometimes. But 
probably I can pick three. Patrice, Gary, Leo. They're all loud, speak loud. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like when you first got your hands on the Premier League trophy? Incredible. I mean, but it's a mixed feeling, but because of the, my first win the trophy that I really much contributed to the club mm-hmm. because of the injury. Yeah. I missed uh, quite a lot. So that's the one of the things that I'm not fully enjoyed over that moment. So, but still, I'm really happy that it's first, probably first big tr- first trophies that I joined United. Um, maybe people, maybe the League Cup, but win the league is different. So really happy that to lift the trophy, but I just thinking that I have to contribute more mm-hmm. when we get the next one. And then the following season, won it again. Uh, but also there was, I suppose, joy and disappointment for you in the Champions League because you played both semi-final legs against Barcelona. And then, so Alex, I imagine at some point told you that you weren't going to be part of the match day squad for the final. I know since since it happened, he said that was one of the hardest decisions he'd ever made in management. How did you find out and how did you feel? Uh, actually, first, I couldn't believe it. And actually, the day in the morning, he called me, had a meeting, that he said to me, you are not involved. Is this the day of the game? No, 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 on the, in, on the day. Oh, so it's yeah. in the morning. Yeah. He just called me and then uh, you're not going to involved today. When I heard that, I just shocked. And then I don't remember after what he said. So that's why I said, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to play today. But I'm still involved or not. I mean, I'm still in, in the squad or not. I, I, I didn't remember because I'm shocked. And then actually I realized when I go to the stadium, into the lock dressing room, then I saw that there's my, no, <laughs> not my shirts. Then I realized, oh, I'm not in the squad today. So then... I don't know how I can say that. I'm very, very disappointed. And then, as you know that, actually my all my family is here and then mm. whole country is looking for that because of that I played the semi-final. They yeah. really ex- expected that I'm going to play in the final even though probably on the bench. But I'm not in school. So then I said, how I can deal with this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then first, I really, actually first half, I don't know how I can watch the matches. I just on there, but I didn't know what, what's going on here. Probably from second half, I just back to my normal and then to to focus on the match. So, I, but what should I do? I mean, there's no choice as a player if you're not involved in the mm-hmm. squad. It's a manager's decision. You have to follow it. And then, what was my problem? I still just thought, what was my problem? Why I didn't involve that school? What, what should I have it to involve that school? I just thinking that way. And yeah, probably next time, I won't be same like this. I have to be there. I just thinking positively after a few hours, probably not that day, the, the day after when I... I prefer the next season. So you used that as motivation 
Yeah, yeah. Did you ever, did you ever speak to him about it? To to the manager. No, actually, after the event. After the match. Yeah, a couple of days, weeks, next season. <laughs> did you pull him to one side and say, "I need to find out why you left me out totally"? Actually, he explained that. He explained. Ma- yeah, in the morning, why is not, not today? Mm-hmm. Because he said he's going to put Owen Hargreaves because right. he had a. The experience of a final of Champions League. Right. Okay. So, but that I won't have it If unless I play. Yeah. 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 So, but it's his decision. So sure. then yeah, I can't complain about that. No. And then actually, the result is we won the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So his decision is right. So then, the one I have to change his mind that I have to prove that I. I'm available. I mean, I'm I'm capable of yeah. playing the final next time, so that I just train hard, work hard. That's the only thing I can do. So, yeah, it, it was very sad moment, but that sad moment I have to turn around to be a good moment. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask you, Maisie, as well. That's something that Sir Alex Ferguson has become known for with his players. That he had that management style to go and tell you if he, if yeah. you weren't playing. What was that like as a player? Just to reflect on what G says. Pretty much what G says. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think I played the last seven or eight games of the season. Played the FA Cup final and then going into the European Cup final when we won the treble. I was thinking he's going to put Ronnie in midfield. Everybody was saying the same thing, and then me and Yap would have played together. And I remember exactly the same thing. Pulled me and Teddy. Um, on the morning of the game, and said, "Lads, you know, I'm going to start with Yap. I'm going to start with Coley and Yorkie up front." The rest of the conversation, I have no idea, no idea what he was saying because I just thought all I wanted to do was to rip his head off. To be truthful, <laughs> I did. I, I was angry. I was frustrated, and because you don't know what to think, and it's, and I, I totally get. I can totally get why why he did what he did. Mm-hmm. Because of Yap being a you know an absolute phenomenal player and stuff like that, but it's so difficult as a player to accept, and you just think, well, and then you your mind changes as the game goes on because it's your team, it's your team, yeah, it's your team, it's your teammates, and then if you go back to even Gaza in the World Cup when he got ninety eight told that he wasn't going to go to the World Cup, that he kicked off with Glenn Oddle. Could have quite easily done that, but you don't because it's a team game, and you know the manager for me, for for G, for even Jim Layton in the '91 FA Cup final, was yeah, '91 yeah. FA Cup final. The manager has to make decisions, mm-hmm. and that's part and parcel of why he becomes so successful. That's why you don't want to become a manager. Yeah, <laughs> you, don't you, have to make those you don't want to have those conversations with other people. No, no. And do you know what? He's so lucky. Because we won the treble, won the European yeah. Cup, won the FA Cup, <laughs> and he makes these decisions. And listen, you can say it's luck, but he has to make them decisions. But does it does as a it, player, it's horrible. Uh, does a part of you want to leave? Does a part of you want to quit and go? You don't appreciate me here. I'm going to go somewhere else. No, no, you're at Man United. Can you enjoy the victory as much not being part of the squad? I think probably it's different. Different for me because I was on the bench, but. For yeah. G not being, you know, even being stripped, it may be different. But yeah, everyone wear the shirts, but yeah, wear the suits, so it's 
totally different outfit. So inside as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still be happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, happy. So the following year, though, you did play in the Champions League final. What was that experience like? Although, of course, we lost to Barcelona. Did did you enjoy the day more because you knew you were involved? No, actually not. Even I played, but mm-hmm. we lost it. So yeah. I don't know how to explain because it's the other way happened. Last year, I didn't play. We won the camp- mm-hmm. Champions League. And this year, <laughs> I played. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't win. <laughs> Champions. So, yeah. To be fair, you wasn't up against a bad team, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a bad team you played against. Yeah, we understand. But still, I feel it's kind of mixed feeling that yeah I play the Champions League final it means a lot to me and then probably to Asian players because I'm the first player who played in Champions League final but you know something missing that yeah. not lift the trophy mm-hmm. that as a player you know always want to lift the trophy whatever it doesn't matter so even though I play the Champions League final for 90 minutes if we didn't get the trophy then doesn't mean nothing. yeah it doesn't mean nothing so yeah. it's really hard to explain that which one is better but mm-hmm. anyway it's not good. not good yeah. <laughs> between the two of them though there was the Club World Cup and you were the first Korean to win that yes I mean it's quite meaningful final for me because mm-hmm. My professional club starts in Japan and actually it held in Japan. Mm-hmm. And then I can show the Japanese fans that I'm starting from here and then now I'm going to, I will lift the world, club world cup trophies, which is amazing mm-hmm. for me to, to show them I'm grow up this kind of player from here. So it's a really meaningful match, but from I remember my performance wasn't good that final so that's the only things I probably should have done better but anyway we won the trophy so that's all about yeah. <laughs> I've noticed in this conversation that you do care a lot about what the fans think you've mentioned it quite a few times were you aware of how much the Manchester United fans loved you and still do love you yeah how much you were appreciated as a player yeah I'm, I'm really you know appreciate what they've shown me mm-hmm. and everything I mean still sometimes I sing it that song which is I can't believe I'm I've left the club 10 years ago so uh, that's really amazing even though you know that's yeah word but still I'm appreciate how they mm-hmm. feel about me and then how they think about me even whatever in the in the world I went there and they meet some fans and then they always mention about United and then how appreciate I'm playing that time. So I really always you know pleased to meet the United mm-hmm. fans and then how they react and how they treat me, so how they support. So these kind of things that I really appreciate how they passionate and how they loyal for the club. So I can't really 
happy being a United player and to have that supporters. And what about your your teammates that you played with? You know, I'm sure you've seen interviews with them over the last you know years since you've left, saying they could always rely on you when you were playing with them. Does that how does that make you feel that you were really appreciated by your teammates too? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, still they remember what I what I've done for the club and then how they appreciate. I'm really happy with that. And then uh, that's the reason I'm, I was there. That's my role. Everyone should that job. Mm-hmm. That's why we succeed. So, and then yeah, that that's my role, and then that's my job. So I have to done. I have to do it. Otherwise, I can't survive there. I can't probably. I don't know how many players is not done their jobs. Then probably we can't succeed. That period of time, everyone done their job. Everyone has different strengths, different qualities. So that time, we all knows that those kind of things. And then I'm really appreciate what they th- thought about me, and then what I've done it. And then yeah, really happy to hear it. Mm-hmm. So you were a real team together, that squad of players. Yeah, I think we so. bond. Yeah, we bond together. I mean, they're very close each other. And then uh, we respect each other as well, and also like Scorsese, they've been there for a long time, mm-hmm. which influenced a lot to the the other player who's just not a lot of time spent in United, but still they can quickly pass the the culture of the United, which is makes more. I mean, the the all of the players get getting together. Mm-hmm. Which of the United players would you look at and think, wow, I didn't think he was that good? That time. Mm. Probably f- Gigsy and Scorsi. Mm. Yeah, I, even that time, they are over 30. So yeah. I can't imagine if they are peak time, maybe 25 to 30, that ages it was, I can't imagine that how good at Good they were. Yeah. So still they have a, when I was there, still they're good. The techniques, the quality, and then the mentality, everything they've got. It's so, so great things to learn from mm-hmm. young players. Another player, obviously, you were playing with at the time was Cristiano Ronaldo, who is also still going and still playing. Uh, are, you, are you excited to see him back at Old Trafford? Yeah, definitely. You know, you know as a player that time as well how he worked hard when during the session or after the session before the session so which I show which I see that so that and then I can't be really surprised with his age he's still perform like that so because he's worked really hard mm-hmm. and then I really appreciate what he's done it and then really looking forward to his his career at United this this year. Uh, we should also probably mention there was a third Champions League final for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going into that one, were you feeling more optimistic than the previous one against Barcelona? I think every time we met Barcelona, I mean, every player, every team should think of the positive way. Mm-hmm. This time we're going to win. We have a plan. We should prepare well for that matches. 
we're not doubt about to lose the game before we mm. play against mm. some club. So yeah, we have we prepare well, and this time, this time gonna be our our time to lift the trophy. We we just prepare with that, but ended up the result is not like that, and then yeah, but we just do it what we can do it, and then uh, it's quite shame that we couldn't get get it. And twice against same team, yeah. which is very painful, very very disappointed. But that's football. What should I can do? It happened, and then uh, that team probably the best team against best team. So it's just very very shame because of the at Wembley. So it's in England it's English club. Yeah. So that's perfect. We win the trophies, but the life is not. What we imagine, so <laughs> always tough. But I'm really appreciate what we've done that period of time. We did mm-hmm. the three times in the final for five years, I think. So, so that performance was good, but it's not enough. We can get the trophies. And then in your final season, you scored uh, in the eight-two victory over Arsenal. Always scoring against Arsenal, uh, you. <laughs> captain the club for the first time in the Champions League against Ajax and as a former PSV player that must have been fun <laughs> and then how did you how did it come to be that you were leaving was that your decision was it the club's decision uh, I mean it's really hard to leave the club but since I joined the United I just do everything what I can do and then probably the last season only season I missed probably f- four or five games in a row without any injuries. That signs to me that probably this is last time because of the, I've always contributed without injuries, probably maximum three games in a row, but f- five is quite tough as a player without injuries. You can't play the matches in five games in a row. Then I think, yeah, it's time to leave the club. Actually, the club want me to stay, but I think, as I show in the last seven years, this is first time that I've missed five games in a row. Even though I speak with Sir Alex Ferguson, but that happened. So then, probably some of the players knows me. Probably I'm gonna leave it because of that mm. happened is first time. And then I agree that then... Was it tough? Yeah, it's very tough because of the, I've never been seven years one club. It's his first, cl- first yeah. club I've been there, long time. And then, yeah, everything was there. Friends, families, is, now is, everything settled down. So quite comfortable, like yeah. home. Yeah. So, and but I have to decide to for my next career because that age I'm 31 mm-hmm. probably last time to move and then have a contract and then towards the end of my player career so I have to decide it so then yeah I feel this is my time to leave the club but it was very very hard for me to leave if you could um, if you could relive one moment again for Manchester United, what would it be? One game for that that high, that buzz. 
I think it's difficult, but probably I'm gonna choose the. You can choose two, three. <laughs> if <laughs> we'll I make choose it one against Chelsea at Old Trafford, your left foot. Uh, no, it's not Champions League. It's a league. League. I think 2011, and uh, because we left two games, and then uh, Chelsea is behind us, three points behind us, so it could be the final match. The decider. Yeah. So I think 2011 at home we won 2-0 So Chicharito and Bidic scored. And you got the assist for Chicharito. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably that match is because. Probably that match is uh, my pe- best performance for United matches. I'm really happy that that my performance, particularly first half. So, yeah, I want to be there. Yeah. Can I just ask you what Sir Alex Ferguson said to you before you left? Because you said the club wanted you to stay. Yeah, he understand how I feel it, and then uh, he just wrote a letter to me, which is still I have it. And it's quite meaningful that, and then I'm really appreciated, and then I'm really proud of being a, a United player as under the Sir Alex Ferguson. So yeah, and then not really lots of talk as a as a face to face, but he just mentioned good luck for the next you know, future, all the best, and then actually the details you know on the letter. So and then his grandson doesn't want me to. Oh. Sad, <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's a huge decision. So, and then yeah, but a great relationship between us. And then I'm really pleased uh, uh, under the work with him. Yeah. So then you went to QPR for a year, and you went to PSV for a year. And as we talked about at the beginning of this conversation, then you had to retire at 33. Did you enjoy those last two years of football? Uh, not really. I mean, at QPR, we relegated. So, mm-hmm. and then they struggled to perform. So, not as a team. So, that such really makes hard for me because as a previously, I was united. How, how the teams work and there's different situations. So, and then uh, even I'm not happy with my performance as well, but so, but it is a happen. So you always be a good future, but when you move there, probably something getting worse than you expected. So, but I have to get on with it as a player and then, but had a good experience. I mean, in the future, I don't know what, what it will help me, but that, has a different atmosphere, how they deal with that, how they pressure to compete with the relegated groups. Mm. So these are totally different situation as a title aces. So, but that kind of experience is quite, uh, I mean, in the future is great for me to, to have that kind of things. So that, and then I see, met the good people over there as well. That's another good things. So, and then I moved back to the PSV. And then actually, I really have a thought about back to PSV one day when I left the club. And then I just finally back to club and then still everything over there. 
and then really happy to be there and then it's quite the general age is quite younger than when I was there because of the league is has changed a bit mm-hmm. but yeah I was there just quite happy and then to to perform to the fans which they boo me and cheer on me <laughs> both <laughs> you had the last laugh yeah. <laughs> had, a, had a great experience and they made made me my mental strength <laughs> <laughs> so all those things it's great to be back uh, apart from the result I had an injury over there and then a really pain from my knee last last ha- last second part of the season so but yeah I wish I could be I should have done better if my knee is better than before that's the only things I just shame about it but apart from that my last career over there was great and then I'm really pleased with that yeah hmm. if you was a young boy growing up now in Korea would you ever imagine the the journey you've had and for those people in Korea those young kids in all over the world truthfully what advice would you give them I just I just go and challenge without any scare mm-hmm. if you want to be better you have to compete with some of the better place better quality mm. so yeah I'm at the first I'm really down myself to challenge myself to to somewhere even when I go to Japan it's different countries and then it's first professional club but I want to go there to to prove myself and to learn something which I which makes me improve myself so yeah if I want to say the footballers to love playing football mm-hmm. and then don't you know argue with your dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then just don't afraid to challenge it yeah and then go for it and then try it it's something you can learn from that mm-hmm. so that's the only things beautiful I think that's it thank you so much for talking to us thank you thank is you. that all I think so. <laughs> Gee, that's it. Unless you want to carry on. No, less than part. <laughs> part two next week. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Gee, that was brilliant. That was so good. I think we can all agree that that might have been one of our favourites. I was I was thinking it when we were doing it. I was like, this is one of my favourites. What yeah. a brilliant guy. I found him really captivating yeah. when he spoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you won't have appreciated this. Um, if you're listening, which obviously you are, otherwise I'm talking to no one, he was dressed really well. I know that's not really relevant, but I was looking at his clothes thinking, nailed it. Hmm. And then we look at you, Sam, and we say, not nailed it. (laughs) Well, there you go, room for improvement. Uh, But how great was he? Brilliant. Oh, what a lovely guy. And what story? He's just a happy guy, isn't he? Yeah. He really laughed at our jokes, which I really liked. (laughs) Our jokes, mine are Sam's. Yeah. It just quite didn't understand yours. Yeah. You I think you'll joke? find the only thing he didn't understand was something that you said. I thought it was um, brilliant. Oh. I'll tell you what, and what, do you know what? We've had some unbelievable stories from mm-hmm. maybe from four or five year old yeah. up to playing on the 10, streets, 11, playing in the streets. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. Started football no. at 10. Yeah, to start playing football at age 10 is 
quite hard to believe mm-hmm. nowadays, especially. I don't know about whenever you were younger, Maisie, but, no, but you just played in the streets. To be fair, we, we played, yeah, ever since. I mean, I was lucky. I had two brothers that played in the in the backyard and then you you know you just go and play with your mates on the street. But G to start at 10 year old, mm-hmm. how good he must have been at 10 yeah. Yeah. To, to actually start playing. How quickly he and, must have improved. Yeah, and, and get to Manchester, not just like, oh, he got a career. And he yeah. started at 10, get to Manchester United, playing Champions League finals. It's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that was you had to feel for him when he talked about the Champions League, didn't you? Yeah. Especially when he said like his parents were there and all of his, all, you know, all of Asia, I guess, is watching, hoping to see him in the final. The fact that Sir Alex Ferguson said it was one of the hardest decisions he ever had to make, though, yeah. says a lot about Jason Park as a what? player and a person. I imagine. Yeah. What great squad we had that you could make that kind of decision. Yeah. That was some squad, by the way. Yeah. Was some squad having to leave, leave on, yeah. staying away from. And at an early age as well, just to get his career up and running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I thought what he had to say about his charm. Arguing with his dad. Yeah, you loved the stuff with his dad, I didn't lo- you? I, I thought it was brilliant. I, I did. You know, The fact that he said he wasn't going to eat until his yeah. dad. Yeah, <laughs> going so on hunger funny. strike. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. As he, can you imagine being 10, 11, 12 year old? He's saying, no, right, I'm not that's eating. That's me. I'm not eating until I go football. Yeah. You go, right, fair enough. Don't eat. Have you if, ever done that? What, not eating? What are you trying to say? Why are, you, why are you looking at them like that now? I put in a little bit of timber since I stopped playing. What are you trying to say? I should stop eating. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> For those of you that have not, I'm not going to eat anymore until we do the next podcast. If you've not right? been listening to the podcast for that long, last Christmas, Helen suggested that Maisie dress up as Santa for her kids. I yeah. didn't suggest that. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. <laughs> yes, On a podcast. Did. Stop sitting there now. It's not the first time we've had yeah. one of these issues where yeah. she's gone in for his weight. I'm actually growing the beard now, ready. <laughs> Getting prepared. Yeah. But yeah, Sam, sorry, just one thing that you brought up there. When he talked about the chant that Manchester United fans have had yeah. uh, for so many years about him, quite, uh, I found that quite emotional as well, yeah. to be honest. Well, it's difficult, I suppose, because I'm mean, amazed you all know this. When people sing about you, you know that's because they've got affection for you. But actually... Like it's not, it's not, it's not, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look at the lyrics of that song and be like, well, obviously that's not a compliment to him or the culture that he is from. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't be difficult for people to accept that actually he would rather people didn't sing that. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully people totally take the message on board as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. Shall we have a look at some messages we've had since the last one? Yeah, let's do that. Cool. Uh, I've got a couple of ones that I've uh, that we've all been sent on Twitter since uh, Sir Alex went out last week. Um, Stephen says, just finished listening to the Sir Alex Ferguson interview. Absolutely brilliant. Really loved it. Um, many will message you with questions. They say you should have asked, but the obvious question is, will you come back on the podcast, Sir Alex? Oh, imagine if we could get him back. We could get him back every week and just do this forever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> he was so good. Yeah. Oh, he was brilliant. Uh, Lee Smith says, Morning all, have you got or is there a planned Phil Jones podcast? Love to hear his decade-long United story from the very highs to the sadly current but shifting lows. Kind regards from Lee. Yes, Lee, we do have a Phil Jones mm-hmm. podcast, so stay tuned for that one. Yeah. Tunku says, I had tears listening to Sir Alex. Such a genuine man. It's so rare to listen to a podcast and feel the emotion coming through. Absolute magic, MUTV. Thank you. Um, thank you, guys. Just amazing. Wow. It's really cool that people enjoy But I mean, how could, it's nothing to do with us. Is it Sir Alex Ferguson is speaking? Of course, you're going to love it. You know, I listened to the um, podcast on the way down in the train today. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that 
you're listening through an earphone. It just makes it sound so intimate. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I can't really describe it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Just it's whisper. different from watching a, an interview with them on TV. I was like, oh. We can make it really intimate if we whisper. <laughs> Is this creepy if you're listening? <laughs> but I can understand him saying that he felt emotional tears yeah, in his yeah. eyes listening, listening to it. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, that's us for this week, I guess. Okay. You got another one? I was going to read one more Go song, on. but... Uh, Kevin Hilliard says, Hi guys, it would be great if you could get Paul McGraw on. Such an incredible world-class defender. Very good. Maisie, do you know him? Maisie's working on I that. I do know him. Well, I do know him. Yeah, of course I know him. But <laughs> don't know him as such to ring him up and say, Sure. Paul, he, lives, he lives in Ireland though, so that could be Ireland. a podcast tour. Hey! Yeah. The last that. time you had a podcast tour, I didn't go. That's true. Yeah, you didn't. We went to Sweden and Norway. Uh, thank you very much for listening um, we'll see you again next week if you want to get in touch or send us a message um, you can find us online obviously and the address is unitedpodcast at mayunited.co.uk uh, make sure you're subscribed the podcast drop in the official app first and then come out on the Tuesday on other platforms bye bye